Hey ladies, I wanted to come to you with episode one of the Chandelier Room podcast. Today, I just want to give you some general encouragement, just kind of a little bit more about what we're about. And so, you know, my heart comes from my past. So I grew up in a bit of a dysfunctional family and that dysfunctionality led me to um, my 20s, you know, in just bad relationships or as the Christian peeps, we say unevenly yoked relationships where you're just not spiritually on the same place or you want something a little bit more noble than the gentleman does or, you know, you just don't know your worth. And so you give yourself away and you compete and you just try, try and try to prove yourself to other people. Have you ever been there where even if it's not a relationship, like you're always trying to prove yourself, you need people to know that you're enough, whether it's friends or family or some guy you're looking, you know, to get with, you're always just trying to prove who you are or showing that you're pretty enough or prettier than showing that your figure's nice or nicer than, or that you can take care of yourself. You're good at work. You're good at what you do, or you're smart. And you ever get that way? Like I remember when I was younger, I had a crazy, crazy amount of pride. And so anytime anybody would start talking about their education, I would get lit because, you know, I kind of prided myself on being smart. Like if I didn't have anything else, I knew I was pretty and I was smart. But there's always someone prettier. (laughs) And as I get older, I'm thankful that I'm aging gracefully, but I'm not always going to be the prettiest woman in the room. I have to be okay with that. And then I have to know that there's always someone with a a better degree than mine, a higher degree than mine, and I might not be the smartest person in the room. So if that's what I value myself on, and if that's what gets me there, for some other people, it's their body. Some people, some women have banging bodies. Like you had 10 kids and you still got a six pack. I don't know how they do it. I eat a donut and I have a cake. It's crazy. But I'm, I'm what I mean is, is like, Have you ever been there where you know that if you don't have anything else, you have this one thing? So when I was young, young, we were known as the girls with the hair. So my mom was so super delicate with our hair. It was four of us. We had tons. Like when people say, you got a lot of hair. Like we had thickness and length. And she was so sweet and so careful with how she would detangle it and condition it. And um, so we were known as the girls with the hair. And then one, you know, one year when you turn preteen, you decide, I want to do my own hair. And then you start putting crazy flat irons in it and gel and gel that you're brushing out, you know, all that protein overload breaking. When I was 12, it was all about the slick ponytail and the fan. If y'all don't know what that looks like, Google it. Google a fan hairstyle ponytail. You might see something funny, Um, but that's what I was into. So I didn't know how to properly take care of my hair and I had never like really worn it straight or heat, heat, any kind of heat thing before. So when I was about 12 years old, I got into my own hair and I destroyed it. Like what you say? You got inches. My inches were gone, (laughs) like broken, like dried fried and 
missing on the side. Like I also held my ponytail so tight that I created a bald spot for myself on the side because not only did I have a slick back fan, I had a side ponytail at that. So I was just doing all kinds of crazy stuff and I'll never forget um, just feeling like this is the year of puberty, right? I'm starting to get curves. I'm starting to get acne and I've lost my hair. I'm starting to notice boys and what I prided myself on this long mane was gone I look in the mirror I've got acne now like up the wazoo and at the same time my dad was having a little crisis um, with some addiction and he wasn't in the house and he was rumored to be with another woman and she was in her addiction as well so I had to go through that at 12 and you know you don't know everything that's going on but you're kind of piecing things together and you're seeing the mom's not well you're seeing the dad's not around and we're living in this place in Chicago called the castle, which was probably as close as you can get to being in the housing projects without being in one. I mean, it was scary. There was an elevator with gates and it would go out and there was like weird hallways. I'm pretty sure they were selling more dope in there than New Jack City, but God shielded us. We really didn't know what we were in. Anyway, so with all that coming together, that's when my identity is really formed, right? I'm becoming a young lady. I'm figuring out who I am. And it was such a tough time. So the things that I based my identity on, they were, weren't there. And I was still smart, but you know, the smartness really didn't go over well with the guys except when they wanted me to do their homework for them. So there's that. So anyway, my whole point of saying this is that that part of my identity kind of left me in an insecure place. And one of the times that my dad was around at home and in a good place, he saw me crying and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, dad, like I have, I just feel, I think I told him I felt ugly or like my hair is all gone and my face is broken out. And I just, I can't believe it. And he said this to me, he said, every day you will grow more beautiful. He said that. He couldn't say, well, yeah, your hair's nice or you don't have acne because he would have been lying. But what he did say was, every day you will become more beautiful. So can you imagine that? Can you imagine how sweet that is? I mean, we weren't necessarily daddy's girls. Daddy wasn't that kind of guy. But what I did get, that one nugget from him was enough to keep me for years. So while I was going through... And in the process of becoming something beautiful inside and outside, but at that point I was concerned with the outside, I had this wonderful promise to tell me that I'm going to be beautiful. Don't worry about it. It's coming. And I held on to that and I still do. So on days when I don't feel my best, the father's blessing is in stone. So I'll become more beautiful every day. At this age, you know, I'm thankful for that. And I know that I'm becoming more beautiful on the inside where it really matters. So I take that. Now, can you imagine having your heavenly father say that to you? So that's big, right? So what does that look like? What does that sound like? Like, can we even conceptualize or imagine the idea of your heavenly father who sits on the throne, who created all things and knows beauty and perfection and knows 
everything, who created everything, who's a wonderful designer can look at you and say, you are beautiful, you are gorgeous. You're going to become more beautiful every day. Can you imagine? So I love what my daddy said and I'm thankful. But you know what? You know what's more beautiful than that? Knowing that I have an identity that's beyond the way I look. It's beyond my smarts. It's beyond my hair. It's beyond my body. It's beyond what I can achieve in this life. It's beyond even what I do for God. It's beyond my good work. It's beyond how well I raise my children or how good a wife I am or how good a daughter I am. I take care of my parents or good to my friends. Like it's beyond that. Can you imagine knowing that? How would that change how you act? How would that change how you showed up? How would that change your experience in everyday life? I don't know about you, but it would change everything. Like, I'm glad my dad called me pretty and told me I'd be pretty. But how much more if he had told me, you're God's masterpiece. And he created me in Christ Jesus so I could do wonderful things that he planned for me to do long ago. Like, that's so much deeper. And that's okay. I'm thankful for the blessing he gave me. But can you imagine knowing who you truly are? And so now when you live your life, you're not living it to prove anything. You're not living it um, below your means just thinking, okay, I'm just down here. I'm this little woe is me. I'm this little wallflower. No, you're a beautiful daughter of the most high God that changes everything. So now whatever you do is just a bonus. It's something you add on. It's something that is part of why you're on this planet. But if you never did another thing, if you know who you are in Christ and you you know Jesus, you've said yes to him, you've had him in your life, you're following after him to the best of your ability. If you're living that life, then everything else you do will flow out of that. But if you never did another thing, you could go to glory as the Christianese, you could live this life and, and you could be, you could finish this life tomorrow and have done enough simply because of what he did. So that's the freedom that comes with the cross. The church has gotten a bad rap. I think we've done a pretty good job of making ourselves look rigid and religious and doing things by the T and judging people. And on the other side, we've done a great job of being super grace, whatever goes and it doesn't matter. And Jesus died for it. So you can do whatever. We've done a pretty bad job of waning in both those. But the Bible says that those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. So what we should have been doing is being led by the spirit and the spirit is love. So there'll be times when we need to be a little more rigid with our message. There's times when we just got to tell people, hey, look, he paid it all. There is a balance. But I want to leave you in love today because love is all about your identity. You are loved by the Father. You're handpicked. John 15, 16 says you're handpicked that he, you know, you didn't choose him. He chose you. And appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so the Father will give you whatever you ask using his name. He says he knew you before he formed you in his mother's womb, in your mother's womb. And before you were born, he set you apart as the prophet to the nations. Meaning you have a impact. You're going to have an impact on this world. And that's who you truly are. You reign in heaven with Christ.
you are seated at the right hand of the Father with him because we're all a part of his body. Jesus now has a spiritual body, but we're his physical body on the earth and the body has many parts, but we're all part of one. So what I'm trying to get at here is that we want to live our lives off the basis of who we are in him, not of the world. I've been away from a lot of media, so I don't quite know what's cool anymore, except what I see when I go off, you know, the explore field on uh, Facebook or Instagram. But from what I can see, it's really superficial. And we've always had these these um, people we look up to, these quote unquote idols, you know, people we look up to. But now there's like these impossible standards for beauty, for our careers, for our relationships. And I'm not living in it because I'm out, but I can only imagine how it feels because when I was a little girl, I wanted to look like Tyra Banks. I used to watch, she had a cover of CoverGirl, her eye winked and she had this beautiful flawless skin and I'm looking at it, I'm like, why do I have all these zits? I remember seeing that. And we didn't have social media or the internet. Uh, I sound old. I didn't get that till the teens. I was a teen. But back then, just looking at that cover made me just want, I wanted to have that look. So we're in a world now where we can see whoever, whenever, and not their everyday moments, their highlight reels, of course. When they look their best, their hair is perfectly done. There may be some filters. They're on vacation. They uh, got the right angle. So you're not seeing any imperfections and we're trying to be that perfection. We're trying to be that image in our everyday lives and it's killing us. So I guess what I want to encourage you in today is that you're known and seen. You're loved, you're beautiful just as you are. It doesn't matter what the world thinks. Beauty is an eye of the beholder and the Lord made you in his own image. So you're beautiful. They're going to change the standards of beauty all over again. In the 90s, it was, you, you know, you want these supermodel kind of looks. You want to be stick thin. Okay. I could not understand. Like, why can't I just be that thin? So me and my friend would stay up on the phone all night. We would do like thousands of sit-ups over the phone didn't have any nutrition we ate flaming hot cheetos and and fries but we we just we were obsessed and then you fast forward 20 years and well you still want the teeny tiny waist but you want a big bottom no arms and then boobs that now some people got it like that but most people don't have it like that so what we're doing is we're not only are we chasing after something that's fleeting, but we're also placing any attributes we have like those attributes as our straight up identity and it's what gives us value. And that's not true. He gives you value. When you say yes to the father and you say, okay, I accept my place as your daughter in the kingdom. Like I want that. I, I give you everything I've ever done wrong, Lord. I accept Jesus as your son. I know he died and he raised on the third day. And because he died and raised, I died in my old self. I raised again. I'm I'm here and I'm living for you now. That's all we're doing. No, I shouldn't say all. That's pretty big. That's what we're doing. But 
if we are looking to the world and social media and all of this, I mean, it's depressing. I can't watch it. I can't look at it because I'm starting to think, okay, well, I'm 38. I'm, um, and some of the ladies that we listen to this older than me. So at some point I have to get the idea and get the identity down packed that, Hey, you know what? I have to be something more than what I look like or what I have or what I shape I'm shaped like, or what education I've gotten or who knows me, loves me or thinks I'm awesome. Like it has to be rooted and grounded in him. So I just want to encourage you that today, that you're so much more than you may see in the mirror or so much more than you may know and definitely more than you see in the mirror and you're precious and you're seen and known and you're loved. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with being beautiful. There's nothing wrong with being healthy and taking care of yourself. There's a reason why God made us beautiful. Like it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's a good thing. But let's not place our whole identity on it because it's fleeting. And it's not what really matters. What really matters is who you are in him. You're made in God's image. You were, you created, you were created to look like him. You're beautiful as you are, but let's dig a little deeper into who we really are and be encouraged in knowing that you're the best you you're going to be. You can always be better. I'm always looking to be better, but stay in your lane. Think about how you can be your best. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't start thinking, well, if I had this, I could look like that or picking and choosing from here and there. Just be you. Be the best you you can be. Start to ask more about what your spirit is like than what your physical body is like. We have a beautiful life to live here in this body, so we take care of it. And we're going to need to be healthy to do all the things he's called us to do. But just concentrate a little more this week on what it's like to be you in him if that makes sense so I just want to encourage you today of that you're so much more than what you look like even though you are beautiful so it's like you got a, you got a win-win <laughs> you are beautiful and on the days you don't feel beautiful know that you're so much more that's what I do I don't know if that's wrong but honestly that's what I do on the days when I feel beautiful great on the days when I'm like ooh, well I know who I really am and God bless us for days when we do feel beautiful we still know that hey this isn't even who I am I'm someone else I'm I'm something more so I just want to encourage you that love yourself today Love yourself. Know who you are. There's so many beautiful scriptures out there that really tells us who we are. Like we're not just people. We're not just here today, gone tomorrow. No, we're eternal beings. You're loved. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love and he will exult over you with loud singing like we worship God in our singing but can you imagine God singing over you 
He's pleased with you. He loves you. He's smitten by you. Smitten with you. You're no longer a slave to sin or fear, but you're a child of God. Like he is near. He's close. He loves you. You're a child of God. You've been adopted. He calls you children. It's amazing. So this is where I am. I just want to encourage y'all that today. Just be encouraged in who you are. That's the beginning of everything. We don't have to compete. We don't have to compare. We don't have to strive to be something we're not just so someone else accepts us because it's so fleeting. Even if you get their approval, then what? It's most important that you please God, that he's pleased with you. And he is, if you say yes to his son. And you're working toward being and doing all he's called you to do because that's what's going to matter. And I promise you, that's going to fulfill you more than anything else. I put a post up on my page. Is It said, to pursue the things that set your heart on fire. And the more you listen, you're going to know. When I first got saved, I couldn't, I was just like, what is it? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, what is it? And I love music. So I thought, well, maybe I'll be a worshiper and I'm a worshiper, but that's one part of my gift. But another part of my gift is what I'm doing now. Just encouraging people. I love to encourage. And if I could keep someone, some young lady, and we're all young ladies, if I could keep someone from making the mistake that I did of just not knowing who I was. So just running and hitting a wall and falling and not having direction not knowing who my father was, not knowing that everything I wanted was in him. If I could keep someone from that, oh, that would make me, that would make me just, I would just be, I can't even think. I would be really, really excited and happy about that. Static would be the word. And to watch a life that knew from the beginning who they were, like what that different looks like than the, than the life that I lived where it's like, I'm figuring it out as I go. And whatever happens, happens. Like, can you imagine? So wherever we are in today, wherever you are today, I just want to encourage you today that whether you are just starting out life, you might just be finishing high school, finishing college, you just, you just got married. Whether you've been married 20 years, whether you've been divorced, whether you're a widow, whether you are still looking, I want to encourage you that you are enough because of him. I want to encourage you that you have gifts and talents and worth that were in you from before the foundation of the earth. That's what the word says. There's something for you to do on this planet that only you can do. There's a reason you're here. There's a purpose you hear and you're actually the solution to someone's problem. And you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to compete. You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are gorgeous. You are special. You're smart. You're funny. You're a joy to be around. And if someone can't see it, that's their loss, not yours. No matter how they play themselves up. So know who you are. Know your worth. Live in that walk and that walk in your identity. And don't take mess from nobody. <laughs> know who you are. You don't have to be nasty. Just straight up know and walk away from things that do not serve you. And don't 
If you walk away from a situation not feeling like the child of God that you are, like royalty and loved and beautiful and worthy, all those good things, then it's not the place for you. And so I will leave it there because I could just go on. I feel like I've rambled enough, but that's my heart. There's more pieces, you know, there's more things I've seen and done, but I would just want to encourage you with that. So be encouraged, know your identity, walk in that and just get ready to live a life of excitement and purpose in who he's called you to be. You're, you're going every day, just a step further to where he called you to be, be encouraged, be excited, be expectant and just keep seeking him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And he's come to give you life more abundantly. So I love you ladies. I'll see y'all in Chandelier Room and y'all take care. Bye.